Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast, where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I have got a very timely topic, and it is called Five Keys to Supernatural Success in Your Business. It's very timely because a lot of us right now are looking at opportunities to be successful in business, especially looking around. There's a lot going on, inflation, talking about recession, all these different things. But God has given us promises of blessing, and he didn't say only in good economic times, right? So we need to learn how to tap into that supernatural success that we have in Jesus in our business. Also, we have got a really exciting workshop coming up at Wealth Builders, August 19th through the 21st, and it is called Wealth Builders Business Development and Nonprofit Workshop. For the first time, Billy and Becky are hosting a business workshop where we've got two tracks. It's over 20 hours of teaching. It is going to be a power-packed weekend, and uh, we'll be covering the foundation of business. Billy's got some content that you have not heard before that he's going to be talking about that weekend, and we'll have workshops both for what I would call the traditional for-profit business and for those of you that are in nonprofits, because when we are running a nonprofit, whether it's a ministry or a, another type of nonprofit, you know, we need to have business plans just like we do in the traditional sense of business. So you don't want to miss it. And you can learn more about it at wealthbuilders.org slash events. All right. Five keys to supernatural success in your business. Get your piece of paper out and a pen and write down one through five, and we'll go through these together. Number one is conquer fear. Did you know that fear is the most common hindrance to fulfilling dreams, vision, and purpose? There is no place for fear in our lives, causing us to doubt what God has called us to do. You know, this topic, this number one is kind of, unfortunately, a little bit near and dear to me, to my heart, because I really struggled with this for many years. And really what the root of it was, is I wanted to see God's plans, purpose and vision come to pass in my life. I wanted to see great things in my life, but I didn't want to leave the safety of maybe my job, my nine to five job. Uh, I didn't want to risk maybe doing something that my family or my parents wouldn't understand. And so it held me back for a long time from stepping out into really where I knew God was calling me. And so it's really helpful to understand that fear 
really is from the enemy. We know that, but it's really in our mind. It's things that we imagine could go wrong. Uh, it's things that maybe we meditate on that would have a negative outcome. Think about it this way. You know, we've been called to do real estate and we've recently really stepped out into that as a family. And anytime you do that, it involves risk. And when there is risk involved, there is a temptation to fear. But remember that that is a hindrance to fulfilling the dreams, vision, and purpose that God has called you to. Imagine instead of thinking about, my gosh, what will my parents think? Oh my goodness, what if this doesn't work out? What if instead I would have chosen to take the time to imagine and think about me being successful? I've been able to put that into practice most definitely the last few years and in real estate, and it has made a tremendous difference in our lives. And we've been able to step out to do things that just a few years ago, I would have given into fear and said, no, let's not do it. So I'm going to read three scriptures that are going to help you with this. The first one is Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord will be exalted and safe. I think that is such an interesting verse because a very thing that I would feel would keep me safe, right, is not what God called me to do. And even though it feels super risky, it says here, that's where I will live and be in a place to be exalted and safe. The next scripture is Psalm 56, three. It says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. You know, this is a great practical verse to apply. When we are feeling afraid, what do we do? We pause and we are determined and purposefully put our trust in the Lord. And finally, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you know the other day I had something that I was thinking about that was causing me to be anxious and I recognized it as like, I am feeling anxious, Lord, I need help, right? And he really led me to think about things that I'm thankful for. So I started thinking about my husband. I started thinking about my son. I started looking around our home. I, I purposefully became thankful that, you know, a year and a half ago, we had no investment properties except my one in Minnesota. And now we have, well, we had seven and we just sold one that's a flip. Do you know, that's a pretty big change in 18 months. And as I started thinking about how faithful God has been, it built faith up. And I started to, you know, tap into faith instead of fear. Also, a really big key is to know that God's love is the power that helps us kick fear out of our lives. So it's true when we are thankful when we pray about situations that are making us anxious, 
when we go to God and make requests, the peace of God comes flooding into our life. There's one more thing I want to say about this before we go on to the next, uh, into number two. And that is as business people, when we give in to fear, we're not thinking straight. It is the worst place to be, to be making any major decisions. So remember, if you are feeling anxious, that is a time for you to pause, to get with the Lord and have him sort it through with you and ask him to show you the result that he has in mind with what you're facing. And then through that lens of Jesus, you will have sound judgment. George Adair says this, everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Number two, trust in your purpose. Knowing you have heard God and believing in your purpose from him translates into bravery and being able to step out in faith. I remember a season in my life where my prayer was, Lord, just help me be stable. That sounds pretty pathetic, doesn't it? But I was at a place where I just wanted to be stable. And, you know, that is what really brought me into my journey into discovering God's purpose for my life. And in that, it anchored me and it really helped me to be brave and step out into faith. And he has that same thing for you purpose, God's purpose for you is your constant motivation, your core, how you were created. It functions across every area of your life and it is unique to you. Listen to this scripture. This is in Proverbs 19, 21, and I'm reading from the CEB scripture, or I'm sorry, translation. Many plans are in a person's mind, but the Lord's purpose will succeed. This verse has carried me through many things because I've gone back in difficult times and just got with the Lord and said, okay, Lord, is what I'm pursuing part of your purpose for my life? And when I get the confirmation and I know it is, I know that success is already done because he tells us here that the Lord's purpose will succeed. Some of you might be saying, yeah, Karen, that's great, but I don't have what it takes to live out the purpose that I think God has called me to. Well, I'm going to be removing that excuse in your life. First Peter 4.10 in the Amplified says this, just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, Employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Wow, that is so powerful. Just to recap this, we could spend a lot of time on this verse alone. It's telling us that what God has called us to do, he is already given us all the talent, all the grace that we need to accomplish it. One more scripture here before we go on to number three, Proverbs eighteen sixteen. a man's gift makes room for him, 
and brings him before great men. How many times in our business or even in our ministry have we thought, oh my goodness, if I could just get in front of this person, if this person would just see me or maybe hire me or notice me, then I would be able to see success. You know, this takes all that pressure off. When I was in business and didn't really understand all these things, it was all about maneuvering. And many of you know what I'm talking about. Either you were trying to maneuver your, your way up the corporate ladder, like, like I'm referencing, or maybe you've seen other people do that and you get afraid or you just feel like, oh my gosh, maybe they've lied about you. Or, you know, maybe it just seems like they, they've got an edge because they're always in the boss's office. Well, this can take the pressure off you to try to figure out how to maneuver and manipulate to get in front of the right people. Because it tells us that the gift that God's put in us, and, and I would say when we walk that out, we just pursue what he's called us to do and focus on that. That is what will bring us before great men. That's a big relief and no pressure to have to go into a room and try to talk to the right people, right? God will bring those divine connections to you when you focus on him. Number three, vision flows from purpose. This is very helpful to understand the right order of things. Sometimes we pursue like, God, give me a vision. And he will. He, he, he's the one that we get God's vision for our life from. But it flows out of your purpose. And it produces the steps to fulfill your purpose in the different areas of your life. Now, this will work in every area of your life, not just business, in your home, in your family, uh, in your marriage. And it's a very important part of leadership. And I'll explain why. Habakkuk 2.2 says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. I'm going to pause right there. I know you've heard this verse before, but this is really something that I think if we refresh ourselves in the wisdom of this, it really helps us. When we write the vision and we write it down so that we can read it and the people that God has brought around us can read it, it's it causes us to run or it causes us to put one foot in front of the other with the steps that we need to fulfill what God has called us to do. It goes on to say this, for the vision is yet for an appointed future time. It hurries toward the goal of fulfillment and it will not fail. That's really encouraging. This tells me that when I get with God, and we have a vision that he has given us, we write it down, it's going to help me to move in that direction. And he tells us here that it will not fail. That is amazing. I'm so grateful for that. God gives you a big vision, not because of you, but because of him. You will encounter resistance, but you can use the naysayers as confirmation of the Lord's plan in your life. This is powerful. God is going to give you a vision that is bigger than anything you can accomplish in yourself. 
That's important to remember. I've even heard people say that if your vision that you feel God has given you is something that you feel you can accomplish on your own, it's not from God. And also it's encouraging because as we step forth in God's plan for our life, there's just going to be some resistance. Remember, there's risk involved. The, the whole definition of an entrepreneur is about taking risk. But when we take that resistance, and even people that'll say, you'll never make it, we can take that and say, you know what? I am encountering resistance, and I'm going to choose to see that as a confirmation that I am going in the right direction. Isaiah 51, 7 says this, listen to me, you who know righteousness, you have right standing with God, the people in whose heart is my law and instruction, do not fear the reproach and taunting of man, nor be distressed at their reveling. This is very encouraging because any leader, anybody that's done anything amazing or has made an impact in this world has come up against people that have resisted them. And we know that our fight isn't against flesh and blood, but it is the enemy or the spirit that's working behind that. But it also tells us, don't be afraid of that. In other words, it goes with the territory, but it's okay. He says, don't be distressed. We are righteous in Jesus. And we know that in that, our success is dependent on our relationship in Christ, not on you and I being perfect. Number four, trust him for provision. God is always going to follow through and provide what you need to fulfill your purpose and vision. Paul Milligan has got a great teaching on this where he says the provision goes before vision. Joshua 3, 5 in the New King James says this, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourselves, set yourself apart. In other words, focus on God and then look because tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. John 15, 16 says this, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give to you. Wow, that is great news. When you go back, it tells us that he has chosen us. He has appointed, placed, and purposefully planted. And his plan for us is that we would go and bear fruit, that we would keep on bearing fruit. In other words, being prosperous and that that fruit will remain and be lasting. I like that because looking at grandchildren and great grandchildren, I want my fruit from obedience to God to remain for generations. Amen. Here's a reminder too: the blessings of Abraham are ours through Jesus Christ. God gave Abraham a vision, which was Isaac, to fulfill the purpose he had given him, which is making Abraham a great nation. One of the encouraging things that I like to do, and I've actually made a list of these, 
is I like to read through the blessings of Abraham. There are so many of them. And when you review them, remember that you and I don't have to accomplish things to be able to receive that. Jesus accomplished it for us. But it's a very, very encouraging uh, part of the Bible, especially in business, for us to review and then just declare and agree that the blessings of Abraham are mine through Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5.24 says this, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Sometimes we like to take on things and that's part of what you will recognize too if you're feeling stressed or sometimes we don't mean to, but it's like, okay, God, I got it. You know, when we start to see success or we get knowledge in an area or we're downloading the wisdom of God, humility is so important to remember. We can get tempted to kind of decide that we can do it on our own. And, and usually that that can stop and uh, we get a kind of a fast realization like, oh my goodness, Lord, I need you. I need to be humble with this. But even in that, when you're facing challenges or maybe you're not sure how you're going to get to that end goal, it's a great reminder that he has called you. He is faithful and he will do it in your business and in your life. And number five, live out of the finished work. You know, so much of our life is about perspective. Abraham was counted as righteous because he believed even when he couldn't see. When you get stuck in your vision, step out in obedience. God is faithful. This is a really key thing for walking out into the blessings of God. And also remember that bravery that we are talking about. When we focus on what Jesus has done and we purpose to live out of that, rather to examine or earn it in ourselves, God can do so much with that. It's limitless. Because we are leaning on him and not in ourselves or even our team members. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12 says this, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't even know where he was going. That's incredible. It goes on to say this, By faith. He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because... She judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Isn't that an encouraging verse? This is something that will keep us going in those times where we're thinking, God, this is so big. Is it possible? Some of us even think, am I imagining this? And you know what? It does take us taking our imagination and lining it up with the Lord, but dream with God. And just like Abraham and Sarah, when everything in the natural looked like it was impossible, they judged God faithful 
and they saw the promise of God. Amen. So I want to encourage you that God has called you to business, your nonprofit, the organization, and he would not call you to something that he didn't plan for you to be successful. So just reviewing the five keys, we've got number one, conquer fear. Number two, trust in your purpose. Number three, vision flows from purpose. Number four, trust him for provision. And number five, live out of his finished work. So I want to remind you, we've got the business workshop, the the business development and nonprofit workshop coming up on August 19th through the 21st. You can come in person. There is a limited amount of in-person tickets available, or you can join us online for a live stream. And just to mention that with the live stream, you actually have access to all the sessions for three weeks after the event. So go to wealthbuilders.org slash events to learn more. Also, we've got some free webinars coming up. And so you can go to that same page and check that out. And I just want to mention, too, that we've got Wealth Builders University. This is a learning platform that Billy and Becky have put together that has dozens of courses, which each include four to eight lessons. They have the templates, the PowerPoints, the tools. It's all in there. I think this is the best value out there for learning how to build wealth God's way. And to learn more about that, go to wbuniversity.online. Thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you and make it a great day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.